Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Hello everybody and welcome to another real world road test. Hello, as you can hear, we're sort of outside the real world at the moment. The noise behind me is that of very highly tuned performance motorcycles being tested at the home of endurance, the Bugatti circuit at Le Mans, but we're not about two wheels today, we're very much about four wheels and the 2015 Jeep. Grand Cherokee Summit Diesel. Real World Road Tests on RadioLeMond.com. Well, it's a really important time for Jeep. We've already tested this car's little brother, the Cherokee, and I was very impressed with that car indeed. It marks a bit of a change of direction in styling for the iconic American brand. This is the bigger version, the Grand Cherokee, given a very substantial makeover from the cars of past years. It follows sort of the styling of the Cherokee, although it's perhaps not quite as out there and as motor show concept car-ish as its smaller brethren. What it does have, again, in common with the Cherokee is that seven bar grille. This is the Summit version, which is the very top of the range in the UK. Has a lot of chrome around everything, around the seven bars of the grille, around the front spoiler and splitter areas, even around where the fog lights are. Very neat headlights with a fluorescent daylight running light around them. As we come down from the still very bluff front end and large bonnet of this car. The immediate thing that strikes you on the side is the squared off wheel arches filled in this case because this is the summit by 20 inch chrome alloy wheels multi-spoke. Uh, 50 series tyres uh, probably don't sound too low profile nowadays but still seems a bit odd to me to see 50 profile tyres on an off-road vehicle. They are continental uh, sort of off and on road tyres more chrome down the side including around the windows and on the doors and also underneath the sill area Grand Cherokee in big Jeep style writing on the front door round to the restyled rear end as well which sports on this model a nice uh, over rear window spoiler chrome roof guards as well, or roof rails, should I say. Uh, twin trapezoidal exhaust tucked underneath the rear bumper. Again, very neat and tidy at the back. The big Jeep logo writ large right in the middle. Uh, this one's got blacked out windows as well, of course, in the back. Let's open the rear hatch. And a very, very impressive storage area in the back, which has a tonneau cover in it 
at the moment. Slightly compromised in terms of the height of the floor by what I think is actually a really good thing, and that is a full-size spare wheel, which is under the floor here. Plenty of room to store, but no seven-seat option on this car, which, when you consider some of its rivals, may be a bit of a disadvantage. Let's get in out of the wind and do the uh, first of Hindhoff's patented car tests, and that's to get into the driver's uh, get into the back seats rather uh, behind the seat set for himself nice big wide opening door you can step right into it sit your backside down let's close off some of that motorcycle noise a little bit my goodness they are loud aren't they it's a very nice place to be the seat is split 60 40 uh, it reclines as well also on this summit version you've got heated seat controls for uh, the back seats. The only option that is on this car is the in-seat entertainment in the back, which is a Blu-ray DVD player. You can also put a video game in through these slots uh, in the back of the, on the side of the front seat. And the screen, very good, high-quality screen, just folds up uh, towards the headrests on the front seat. It's very black in here in terms of its colouring. The leather is of good standards, very good standards. Everything that you touch feels very well put together. The sound system, I can tell you, particularly when watching uh, a Blu-ray DVD, is absolutely outstanding. Multiple speakers throughout the front and rear of the car and really very impressed with that. The Alcantara is a nice touch for the roof lining and for the pillars further forward a little bit of uh, sort of blackened oak around there as well doesn't intrude too much anodized metal bit of chrome really very nicely put together Got two charging points usb charging points just down by my left foot and got our own air in the middle there no vents on the b pillar on the center pillar but I can tell you that I'm reclining here and my feet, first of all, have plenty of room. And I drive with the front seat all the way to the floor. I have plenty of room to slide under the front seat and my knees are a good, probably two and a half to three inches away from the back of the seats. By the way, if you don't want to be listening to the DVD whilst you're driving, they are there are infrared headphones and the video and AV ports and HDMI ports for each of the rear screens means that you could in theory have two people in the back sitting watching or playing different things and have a third thing on the stereo, the car stereo itself uh, in the front so really no excuse for everyone not to be kept very happy on those long journeys. I've got myself comfortable here, I kind of Really don't want to move and go back out into the wind, but I'm going to. Let's go and climb in the driver's seat. A slight cessation of hostilities with the motorcycles out there. This door's shut with a lovely clunk. Right, let's climb into the business end. It's much the same story up front as it was in the back. These... Well, I was, it's, it's unfair to call them seats. They're almost like armchairs. Uh, on the Summit version, uh, with the uh, the Summit logo embroidered into the backrest, they are very, very comfortable, almost infinitely adjustable in terms of the electric motors. 
found it relatively easy to, to find a good driving position uh, very quickly indeed. The front of the car is dominated by a 7-inch, just over 7-inch touchscreen in the middle of the centre console with which you can access pretty much everything that you need to. And at the moment we're on radio, but we'll make sure that that's uh, turned right down. Navigation, climate, heated and cooled seats. Oh, cooled seats. Who came up with that idea? Brilliant stuff. And what did we do without them? Very easy to pair um, a couple of uh, mobile phones, Blackberries, um, various settings for the cars. All can, The car itself can all be controlled from that touchscreen. Some of the uh, more obvious features are replicated. Nice and simple turn knobs for the fan, the climate, up and down controls for driver and passenger, the uh, anti-collision, parking, traction control and ecosystems all on there as well as the air conditioning and recirc, front and rear demisting, all there as buttons. Um, the steering wheel is big, it's chunky, slightly for me just a tiny bit too big in diameter. It could have been a bit smaller. That said, it's also electrically adjustable and you can key it in to the settings for the seats and the mirrors, etc., and store that in the memory. Good feature, as you'd expect. Should have mentioned as well, I didn't have to get the key out to get into the car. It is a proximity key with a start engine button just here to the left on this UK spec right-hand drive car. Automatic lights, automatic wipers with the front and rear fog lamps on a very simple push-push on the rotary dial for the lights over here to the right of the steering wheel. Uh, panel dimmer on there as well and the button for the diesel filler flap on the left hand side of the car because this has got a panoramic roof there's also some controls up here in the centre console aircraft style which is the blind which is one touch to go all the way back in one go which is fantastic really brightens up the interior you can tilt the sunroof like that that's the vent feature, or you can push it all the way back in one go. Again, it's only the uh, front part of the panoramic sunroof that opens, but again, it's a single touch. And the nice thing as well is if you decide that you just want to shut it all, just push the skylight uh, blind to come back and everything will shut itself automatically. All four electric windows, as you expect, uh, electric including tilt and heated mirrors, yes, door locks, etc. Under here, the centre console, which is very nicely positioned for resting your elbow. Handy little cubby space and a 12-volt DC output here. Remember, there's already two USB charging ports in the back. There's a third 12-volt DC here, which you can charge your phone up with, and enough room to put a couple of phones uh, into the cubby area there. The rest of the room underneath that that uh, armrest taken up by the blu-ray disc player single disc player by the way down in front of that where in olden days the handbrake would have been it's a foot of course foot operated handbrake on this cheap very american is the uh, the terrain control i've let it's left it set in um automatic for most of the time there's hill descent on here as well this has got the air suspension and i would heartily recommend it it's very good we'll talk about the driving in a wee while um all the controls there, including the low ratio four-wheel drive 
all on that. A T-bar for your gear lever with a thumb uh, trigger that allows you to move from park into reverse drive or sport. But be honest, I've been driving it quite a lot in sport and using the paddle shifters that are on the steering wheel. Now, I mentioned the steering wheel was a little bit large for my liking. I do sit probably closer than the steering wheel than many people would, so it may be that it wouldn't bother you so much. An awful lot of buttons on the steering wheel. Um, there are 16 on the front, and no, really, and two rocker switches on the back as well as the paddle shift but you can pretty much change everything from there i'm just going to fire the motor up for a moment um just so that i can center the steering wheel because what i do want to tell you about is the display in front of the driver left hand side very regular uh, rev counter tackle um it's just over half a circle and it runs anti-clockwise red line at four and a half absolute red line stop no more at five on the other side is another half circle which has got the temperature gauge and your fuel gauge in the middle is a fully programmable basically screen now you can make that a standard miles per hour or kilometers per hour speed up very handy as we are on the continent at the moment you can also select what goes in certain parts of that display everything from when you're getting to your destination outside temperature direction of travel how your mpg is going what gear you're in etc etc lots of ways to customize that you can also just have the speedo in uh, digital form again either in kph or mph which i find marvelous uh, and really helpful for over here also uh, that you can then superimpose various things in the middle, including the automatic cruise control or the cruise control. There are both here. So if you're one of these people who don't mind having the car speed up and slow down, you can do that. Or if you just want to set it at a speed, you can do that and not have the radar activated part of it on, which I know spooks a few people. I like the fact that you've got the choice. All the audio controls are duplicated on the steering wheel as well. And by the way, as I've said before, what an audio system. Satnav, not the car's crowning glory, if I'm honest. It's perfectly functional, uh, and you th there are trail uh, facilities on there as well if you want to go off-road. It it's fairly intuitive. You can get in and out of things fairly quickly, but it's perhaps not quite as quick as some of its competitors now. Um, it may just need a software update, but the maps are all being perfectly fine i do like the touch screen i like the ability to change things on the car without too much faffing around and by that i mean things like kph from mph uh, on the speedo also you can change the headlights from driving on the left to driving on the the right at just a touch of a button the clock is gps controlled so the fact that we've come over to europe and then we've had a time change in europe as well with the clock springing forward while we've had that car all of that I haven't had to worry about. The media control is nice and easy, whether it's the Blu-ray disc, your generic uh, MP3 player, an auxiliary, or indeed any of the AV or SD facilities that are in this little cubby hole down here, which is where I've got my MP3 device just forward of the gear lever. Yet another 12-volt socket in there, and 
either a USB, a full-size SD or a mini jack. So really, there's no excuse not to have your own choice of audio or indeed video uh, where it allows. You can watch the Blu-ray through the front screen. Um, it's not quite as good a quality as the two rear screens. And of course, as soon as you start moving or put the car in drive, it disappears for safety reasons. We understand that, of course. And whilst we're talking about uh, 12 volt sockets, which I were, was, um, there's another one in the boot as well, or in the luggage area, which has got the cool box humming away on it at the moment after our trip to the local car for to get all of those French niceties that you either can't get in the UK or are frankly super expensive. Right, well, that's the interior. It's very plush. It's really a step forward for Jeep, even in the Grand Cherokee. Everything is laid out so much better than the older cars, which I loved the character of those cars, but it seemed to take ages to remember where just obvious things like the rear demist was. Everything is where you would expect it to be. The ergonomics of this car is a massive, gargantuan step forward from the older Jeeps that we've known and loved. It's still butch, it's still chunky, it still feels beautifully put together and the quality of this heated steering wheel with a little bit of black wood, reminds me rather of a Jaguar XJ6 that I had a few years ago, the leather and pretty much everything you touch is very, very impressive indeed. But of course where it's really going to be judged is not sitting here in the car park on the street at Le Mans, but out on the road and of course off-road. So when we come back we'll review the lowdown on the 2015 Grand Cherokee from Jeep. This is the Summit 3 litre V6 diesel. Real World Road Tests on RadioLeMond.com. Well, by the magic of radio, the Real World Road Test on this 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee Summit Edition with a 3 litre V6 engine moves seamlessly from. Le Mans in France to central England and the back roads around Hindhoff Towers. Only we can do that because it's radio. The driving experience then. Well, let's make no bones about this. This is a big heavy car. It is an SUV in every sense of the utility part of sport utility vehicle. Because this is a car that you do feel very, very secure in. Now, given that, that pretty much means that you aren't going to be able to throw it around like a sports car. Uh, however, what I would say is that the air suspension on this model does a very, very good job indeed of keeping the not inconsiderable bulk of the Grand Cherokee in check. And of course, as it's a Jeep, if you decide that you want to dive down through a Ford, then there's no issue with being able to do exactly that and know that the car itself is built for pretty much the worst that the planet can throw at it. Because let's not forget that these Grand Cherokees go through exactly the same off-road proving as every other Jeep. So it's very much an off-road vehicle and therefore you're going to have some compromises. But I have to say, fewer than I was expecting. 
let's start with this engine first of all 3 litre V6 in the Summit version and indeed uh, all but the bottom of the range which has 188 horsepower uh, well over 270 horsepower so nearly an extra 100 horsepower from the entry level of this engine and it does a good job it does a very good job indeed the torque figures are impressive and the car pulls from nothing the red line nominally is at four and a half thousand revs with an absolute stop at five you're not going to get that far you really aren't because really much more than two and a half thousand revs and you, you'll want to change up because it just wants you to do that and you can change up you can take control of the beautiful eight-speed automatic gearbox with the very nicely crafted aluminium paddles either side of the steering wheel white right for up and left for down as it should be there's a sport mode which changes the way the gearbox works and drags the car down a bit earlier into the aero mode on that air suspension which does a fantastic job of mitigating the worst that British roads can throw at it and one of the things I'd say about the ride on this car is that it's quite stately you make progress you make it in a fairly unfussed way you're not going to throw this around as I mentioned but it does reward you for driving smoothly and the air suspension very much contributes to that feeling of security and of a premium product of course you are going to feel the potholes when you've got 20 inch rims and 50 series tires but it's not crash and bang like it has been on some of this car's competitors that i have tested it's very much more oh okay thanks very much you know it's there but we're just going to carry on the other thing by the way when you shift it into sport is it pushes the drive balance towards the rear and makes the car handle just a little bit different in terms of its uh, in terms of its drive balance a uh, little more rear wheel drive biased other than that you can override both drive and sport with the paddles and once you've done that it will stay in the manual side of the gears until you either stop in which case it will change down itself and by the way you can start off in second gear which is a nice touch if you uh, select that manually uh, or if you just pull and hold the change gearbox change paddle uh, either the up or the down uh, it will put it back into full automatic for you the steering well that's uh, pretty direct and just the right amount of assistance I would say um, still getting used to this big steering wheel that I mentioned uh, earlier on but overall the whole driving experience I think is pretty good now as you probably realize we've been abroad in this car and all of the clever bits and pieces that I mentioned when we did the inside have come into their own especially being able to change the headlights the speedo from MPH to KPH but what it's also shown me is that this Jeep Grand Cherokee Summit is a very very capable Grand Tourer and I mean that in the absolute sense of the world of course it's not a GT car 
but in terms of its carrying capacity and the comfort in which it wafts you literally across a continent or at least down through France pretty impressive the road noise from the tyres is virtually non-existent and even the big mirrors that are electrically operated and pop back in if you need to don't really seem to make much wind noise even at French motorway speeds the engine is pretty refined as well and you might expect that if you know its roots I think this is a pretty decent package and when you consider even this summit is about 25 grand cheaper than a comparable BMW or Audi and quite a bit more than that even less expensive than a Land Rover product then it's hard to fault the value for money now in truth I've had a look at the specifications and this summit model uh, adds more styling than it does features and it might well be that the overland specification is just exactly what you need for a few thousand pounds less what this all adds up to as we're cruising along at motorway speeds now on very poor tarmac that's about to be replaced on the A14 in central England is a very competent and I think quite classy looking piece of machinery that will turn heads, that does make a statement and also because it's a Jeep if you do have the need to go off road it won't let you down the terrain selector in the middle this rotary knob here to my left hand side is really idiot proof I've left it in auto for most of the times but mud rock sand and snow are all there the suspension you can adjust it manually as well if you want to and I do like the fact that it sits down on the air suspension if you've selected the entry and exit mode to make life a little bit easy getting in and out of the car now I know what you're going to say it's a big blocky car it's not particularly aerodynamic so even as a diesel it probably guzzles fuel well yes and no because I don't think that well over 30 miles to the gallon on the almost 2,300 miles that we have done in 36 hours of driving now of course most of that was driving down payage at uh, 130 kilometers an hour just over 80 miles an hour but there were some short trips as well up and down the hill to Paul Ricard in the sport mode if you were to take things easy then somewhere near 40 miles to the gallon certainly would be achievable running around the town okay probably think that you're going to get somewhere between 25 and 30 miles to the gallon which for a vehicle this size and weight and for a vehicle that can do as many different jobs as this I think is pretty good so to sum up then it's big it's beautiful and it's Jeep if you are in the market for this type of vehicle and you've only looked at either British or German then you could well be missing a trick it's good to see that all of the improvements that we saw on the Cherokee the slightly smaller version of this car are being put to good use across the rest of the Jeep range it's good then that this American icon represented by the Grand Cherokee diesel 
is bang up to date for 2015 and beyond and that perhaps there's a whole new generation waiting to discover the four letters of G and to understand that it can mean independence and endurance and not a little bit of fun as well. Another real world road test. Check out more at radiolamon.com. This program is a radio show limited production. Tell your friends there's more at radiolamon.com.